Hello and welcome back to the Politics Unbox podcast and today we're going to be having a look at yesterday's press conference by the Health and Social Care Secretary, Matt Hancock. A very important part of it, the health and social care. Um, Social care often forgotten in terms of being part of the the health department Um, and I hope it becomes a sector within the health services that is focused on far more after this pandemic it's really shone a light on how um well how vital it is in terms of our national health and uh the health of the nation in terms of these bridging points between hospital care and uh well home care uh, but anyway that is just a personal point uh Big news coming out of yesterday's press conference was from the Health Secretary, Matt Hancock. He said that testing will be expanded to all care home residents and staff uh, and also to all symptomatic workers who uh, have to leave their home in order to go to work. So before the press conference announcement, what we knew was that any NHS frontline worker who was presenting symptoms of COVID-19 could go to one of the testing centres, the drive-through testing centres around the country, and get a test for coronavirus. Now, we also knew, as it had been announced uh, somewhere around a week ago, or back end of last week, uh, that any, uh, they call them essential workers or key workers, if you're working in a, a supermarket or something like that, If they were symptomatic for COVID-19, then they could get a test at one of these drive-through testing centres or now they could order home testing kits and they all have to be uh, signed off for through their place of work. Uh, These testing kits, these home testing kits now also available for um, those frontline NHS workers. Again, all of those people have to be symptomatic for COVID-19. Well, now we know that the capacity for testing is expanding. Uh, Matt Hancock trying to reach his target of 100,000 tests a day by the end of the month, two days uh, to go uh, from the press conference to then. Um, And now any uh, worker for the National Health Service, symptomatic or asymptomatic, so they could be presenting no symptoms for the virus at all, can get a coronavirus test either at one of these drive-through testing centres, the numbers of which have been expanded, or by purchasing a home testing kit uh, for coronavirus. Um, As well as this, the care workers and any resident of a care home, uh, they can now receive uh, a coronavirus test and those symptomatic workers who have to leave the house. This is trying to expand this testing capacity just to make sure that uh, this uh, testing capacity is reaching the people who need to be tested in order to really, of course, meet this target. But also, um, we have to try and make sure that we have a wide enough network of knowing where the virus is still active in order to enable us to, when the time comes, come out of lockdown, because that day will come. Um, We know that uh, there is going to be a lot of testing that is going to have to take place 
in order for this lockdown to be lifted. And this 100,000 a day target for testing is a part of this. And these increased testing rollouts, um, even for asymptomatic people, including those care home residents and staff, uh, is another part of just trying to make sure that this testing network is almost a blanket covering across the UK. And that will be the goal at the end of all this. We will aim to have uh, the vast majority of the UK tested for coronavirus. Matt Hancock saying the testing capacity is now up to 73,400. And the government is on track to hit 100,000 tests a day, which would be uh, great. The one point of concern there is that that is testing capacity. That is not the actual number of tests that has taken place. The actual number of tests that took place uh, today, or yesterday rather, the 28th of April, was 43,453, so 30,000 fewer than the capacity. So it's all very well saying that we can test 100,000 people if we make it to the 100,000 a day mark by uh, tomorrow, the end of April. Or in fact, I think they've uh, set it to the Friday, the 1st of May. Um, but if we aren't actually testing 100,000 people a day, then there's just spare capacity sitting there. And that is, um, well, it's not useful. It's not helpful. Um, there is no point having the capacity if it is not being used. Um the government has repeatedly said the ability to expand testing is growing rapidly and it will need to continue to grow rapidly if that target is uh, going to be met. Uh, so what was said uh, apart from this new testing in the press conference today? Well, uh, Matt Hancock began by talking about the minute silence that was held across the United Kingdom yesterday at 11 o'clock for the NHS and social care workers who have lost their lives during the coronavirus pandemic. Um, well, that was a slightly different feeling to how the minute silence on the 11th of November uh, is usually marked. Of course, there were no mass gatherings. There were no sporting events to hold minute silences. There was no cenotaph. Uh, it was a sombre moment of reflection. Uh, people in their own homes, in their places of work, wherever they were, um, holding that minute's silence. And it was uh, poignant. And uh, the fact that it was accepted by the government and endorsed by the government, I hope, will be part of of a conscious effort to make sure that no more NHS workers die in the face of this virus. Um, they are putting themselves in harm's way because it's their job. They sign up for this and they deserve adequate protection. And as we hear more stories about PPE, which I will get onto later, um, as a particular uh, pet peeve of mine are the stories about PPE. Um, it is important to take stock, to reflect, and also to say no more. Um, Matt Hancock also saying that the daily uh, care home deaths are going to be published from 
uh, Wednesday. Um, so the government will be publishing daily figures of deaths in care homes and non-hospital settings. That coming as care home deaths account now for a sixth of the total death toll. Um, there have been 4,343 deaths in care homes recorded since Easter. Um, and this additional figure to be added on to the daily death rate will possibly uh, give an inflation or a perceived inflation. Um, that should have been there, there anyway. Those figures should have been on the daily death rate. Um, we can't just airbrush people out of the figures. They are people and they died. So um, here we are now seeing the government will be adding those daily care home deaths to the figures. Um, also at the press conference was Professor Angela McLean. Um, she reminded everyone of the five tests that the government want to pass before reducing lockdown measures, ensuring the NHS has the capacity, a consistent fall in deaths, the confidence of no second peak being the three key pillars to that five test procedure. Um, she, in her capacity as the chief scientific advisor for the MOD, uh, then had a lovely selection of charts to show us. And uh, one of them is showing the transport use in Great Britain. Um, now, whilst they are still down from where they were, they have risen since um, sort of reaching a nadir, sort of in the early stages of lockdown, they are still remaining low, which is good to... Uh, it's good to see that they are still low. There have been several upticks in recent times, and that is slightly worrying, but it is good to see that they are still remaining low. Um, also, what we are seeing now is a decline in the number of people in hospital with COVID-19. The overall number of people in hospital fell by 14% over the last week. The fall has been particularly steep in London. If you've seen the graphs, you'll see the orange line at the top of the graphs has dipped quite dramatically. Um, but that was because the peak was earlier in London. Few regions are still stable, however, uh, which is still quite worrying. One thing that is a reason for hope is that the number of deaths in hospital has begun to fall. Now, she put up a graph, uh, the daily COVID-19 deaths in UK hospitals, which included an orange line showing a seven-day rolling average, and that line is falling. Now, it is not your typical uh, curved graph, it is not symmetrical. Um, one thing we have to say is that the way up, so up towards the peak, is steeper than the way down, or the decline in the number of daily deaths in hospital, which um, means that we will not be returning to quote-unquote normal levels um, for a longer time than it took us to reach our peak. So this could be a protracted decline, but hopefully this is a real decline. Um, the key point here, though, is that there is a risk of a second peak, a very real risk of a second peak. Matt Hancock saying social distancing rules will not be relaxed any time soon, uh, perhaps dampening the hopes of people for the uh, May review of the lockdown. Um, saying that the risk of a second peak of infections is very real, and at the moment is being kept at bay. Um, and it's that slow decline in the number of deaths that is the reason we can still have that second peak, because we are not yet 
um, flattening out in terms of reaching a low enough number of hospitalizations and deaths to ensure we still have the same capacity to deal with a second peak. So a second peak now would be more damaging than um, possibly the first peak, which is, uh, well, not something we want to be seeing. Um, also, uh, again, the rather somber figures of the global death comparison. Um, in terms of the all settings uh, line for the United Kingdom, whilst it is very much behind um, the United States, it is creeping up higher and higher towards the France, Spain and Italy lines. The UK hospitals only is tracking very much in the middle of the pack between France, Spain and Italy in terms of uh, deaths. However, the UK all settings line in terms of care homes, hospitals and external deaths is rising. And that is worrying because we had more time to prepare. Uh, and it's, it's not something we should be seeing. We should have been more prepared for this pandemic. We should have been a lower line than Italy, than France and Spain. Um, something that is very interesting, though, I want to pick up on is the line for Sweden. Now, Sweden has had um, a pretty much a unique approach in terms of Western governments to this lockdown. And um, it is really, it's going to be very interesting to see if Sweden's approach, which has been a very light touch in terms of enforcing government restrictions, will work. Uh, if the deaths remain low, then it will draw questions as to how Sweden was able to avoid the brunt of a coronavirus infection um, where other countries around Europe were hit so hard. Uh, but it will be something to keep an eye on, and I will keep you updated on that in the near future. Um, coming out of the press conference, there wasn't really too much more that was actually said. A couple more questions on, on care homes, about visits to care homes uh, not being banned earlier. Uh, again, the government falling back on its usual defence of following the scientific advice. Um, and uh, that is seemingly the, the was it the save-get response as... Boris Johnson used in a different interview a while ago. Um, the one other thing there, sorry, as I just stay on that press conference for a second, uh, the track and trace app for coronavirus is coming in mid-May, uh, which is something that people will be looking forward to, really. Uh, the app will be ready to download by mid-May, hoping to have all of the necessary staff, so 18,000, ready before or by that date. Uh, coming from Matt Hancock. Um... What we now are going to have a quick look at is just a couple of things from around the world uh, in the last couple of minutes of the podcast. Um, what we have seen today in Scotland is that the Scottish Government under Nicola Sturgeon has recommended face coverings in shops and on public transport. Um, this is not the UK Government advice. They are still resisting this um, advice to cover faces when out in public. But the Scottish government have gone for it. They've gone for it early. Uh, not early, they've gone for it um, now. And they are saying it as official government recommendations, but not um, not these enforceable ones. Um, what we are also seeing uh, is we look at the clamour to relieve the lockdown or to end the lockdown now. 
Um, a tweet from Richard Bergen, the Labour MP, uh, and actually makes a, a rather good point. Um, he says, in the seven days before the UK lockdown was announced, there were 5,000 new coronavirus cases and 280 deaths. In the past seven days, there have been around 32,000 new coronavirus cases and over 4,600 hospital deaths in the UK. Um, just making the point that um, those pushing to end the lockdown now need to really have a look and see um, what they are are actually suggesting. Um, one final point. We're just going to go for a quick whiz around the world in terms of the world leaving lockdown. We're going to hop over to New Zealand, who have had a phenomenally successful response to the coronavirus, according to their statistics. Uh, New Zealand has effectively eliminated community transmissions and is now easing out of lockdown. They have moved away from what they call their level four lockdown, the highest level of lockdown, down to a level three now, I believe. Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern in the news conference recently. Um, 75% of the economy, according to New Zealand, is now operational. Um, in Spain, the daily death rate is falling and falling uh, consistently. This is something we've been waiting for from Spain for a while. Children can now take daily exercise, schools are staying closed, and the government is saying that there will be a further easing of the lockdown in the second half of May. Italy's death rate is also falling, and from May the 4th they will be allowing regional travel, or some regional travel rather, small-scale visits to relatives, and they will be reopening parks. So we're seeing these epicentres of infection in Europe reopening, which is very good to see. And in Germany, now, Germany will be reopening schools to final year students from the 4th of May and they have made mask wearing compulsory in supermarkets and on public transport. As well as that, France uh, is planning to open, um, well, planning to reopen soon. Uh, French Prime Minister Edouard Philippe saying 62,000 lives were saved in the month of lockdown and telling the French Assembly shops will be reopened on the 11th of May but not bars and restaurants. So again, a phased approach. Um, it is probably too early for the UK to reopen. In fact, it's definitely um, too early for the United Kingdom to reopen. We will probably not see any change in the May the 7th um, lockdown review. There may be a small modification but judging that our our death rate is still accelerating at a f uh, sorry is still um, our total deaths is rising at a faster rate than France, Italy, and Spain when they are in this comparable stage of ending lockdown, it seems that it is slightly too early to say lockdown will be over. But what we can say is that as countries across the world look to step out of lockdown, we can look around the world for best practice and try and nick it. Really, um, I was going to try and be more. Uh, proper with the, the language, but if we find something that works in a different country, copy it. Uh, we have a good opportunity here to use the experience of other countries who are coming out of lockdown, and I'm very glad that countries are coming out of lockdown. But if something doesn't work in a different country, then the government should use the evidence it learns from watching other countries going through this scenario. A lot of criticism has been made at the government for not doing that at the start of this pandemic. And I think, once again, it could be fatal if the government doesn't learn from other countries at the end of this pandemic or in the end phases of this pandemic or lockdown even. Now, 
that is all the time we have today on the Politics Unbox podcast. I want to thank you very much for listening. Um, there will be more episodes coming soon. We'll be going back to some political ideologies. Uh, we'll be having another look through the coronavirus updates. We'll be looking at the 2020 election. Um, again, spread the word. Uh, follow the politics.unbox Instagram. And I will see you all around again soon for the next one. Goodbye.